There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are influencers on the internet. Which means Tubi is more popular than sponsored posts for digestive enzymes and high coverage foundation. More popular than soft launching your boyfriend. More popular than making boomers explode with rage when you tell them how much you make on a single post. Tubi, it's more popular than influencers. See you in there. Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at ixl.com/fine. Visit ixl.com/fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's ixl.com/fine. Hey guys, Jalenta here. Before we start I wanted to let you know that By the Book is doing a live show in New York on Saturday, September 16th at the People's Improv Theater, or The Pit, as we call it. So come see us live. We're going to be at the She Makes Me Laugh Femme Fest. It's going to be a full day of funny women on two stages at The Pit. You can see the whole thing. You can swing by just for By the Book Live. For tickets and for more info, go to thepit-nyc.com or just look at our show notes. The following podcast contains explicit language. Hey, Jalenta. Hey, Kristen. Do you like reading? I love reading. We make a podcast about reading. Why would you ask me that? <laughs> because it's a lead into the next question. <gasps> Which is? Do you like writing? Uh, I guess I like writing. I write jokes. Yeah, but have you ever written a book? Do you like writing books? Are you actually asking me in earnest or is this just a setup for our next book? It is a setup. I knew it. Yes. Of course it's a setup because this week we're living by... How to write an ebook in less than seven to 14 days that will make you money forever. <laughs> because I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jalenta Greenberg. And this is By the Book. Your life is going down the drain. You're in so much pain, so you need some help. Ooh, yeah, some self help. By the book. By the book. In each episode of By the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by, follow it to the letter, and weigh in on whether or not it actually changed our lives. Today, our book is How to Write an Ebook in Less Than 7 to 14 Days That Will Make You Money Forever by Darren Ackers. 
Darren Ackers is an ebook author and a sales and marketing expert. According to his Amazon author's profile, Darren writes his books for any person that wants to earn money using the internet. In addition to working in marketing, Darren is a busy father of three, but that doesn't mean he doesn't have time to write. He insists that anyone can write ebooks quickly using his method and earn some extra income. Now that sounds great, right? But don't authors typically labor over their books for years? Well, according to Darren, they don't have to. In his ebook writing guide, he promises to show us how to write and publish an ebook containing 5 to 10,000 words in less than 7 to 14 days. Here's how you do it. Step 1: Research a topic. Acker says the easiest way to pick a topic for your ebook is to pick a subject you're already an expert in. Once you've got your topic, learn everything about it that you can. Search online, read articles, interview experts, study the Amazon Kindle bestseller list so you know which books on your topic are already selling well. Ideally, look for books that are ranked in the top 5000. Also, you should read other ebooks on your topic and take notes of the sentences you feel they left out. Those missing sentences and ideas are what your book should be about. Write everything down, ideally in an A4-sized notebook. If you don't know what that is, it's roughly 8 and a half by 11. Darren warns that research is the most time-consuming part of this process, and it can take a few days till you've collected everything you need to move on to writing. Step 2: Write an outline. First, just let your ideas flow. Write anything and everything you've learned from your research or that sparks your interest. Don't judge it, don't worry about spelling or grammar, just write it all down. Once you've done that, you need to add the structure of an outline. Based on your writings, create 5 main headings to break up your ideas. Then create 3 to 5 subheadings under each main heading. So, in total, there will be 15 to 25 headings. Next, go through your writing and notes and list any words, phrases, and ideas you wrote down under the applicable headings. Once you've used up all your notes, you should have a nice, clear outline. Step 3: Creative writing. Make your outline digital if you've been doing your notes and outlines in your A4 pad. Once you're in a Word doc, use the words under the headings to create paragraphs. Use the words as prompts and you should find the sentences flow pretty easily. Aim to write 200 to 300 words per subheading and main heading. That way, if you wrote 250 words per heading and used 30 headings, your finished book would be 7,500 words, which is a good size for an ebook. Step 4: edits and finishing touches. Once you finish your creative writing, congratulate yourself because you just completed the first draft of your ebook. Read through your first draft, check the spelling and grammar and add any extra paragraphs or sentences that you feel are missing. Then, read it again and do a second round of edits. To get a fresh perspective, ask a friend to read it and give notes or try reading it aloud to hear your words. After you've done a second round of edits, add an introduction where you talk about yourself and why you wrote the book. Add a table of contents and a disclaimer paragraph stating that the ideas in your ebook are uniquely yours and are copyrighted. Lastly, format your ebook using the HTML code Darren provides in the book. Also, make some cover art for your book. You can hire a freelancer to do this for you online. Step 5: Publish and sell your book on Amazon. Publish your ebook on Amazon using their Author Central site. Carefully write your book description. Remember, this has to grab potential buyers and get them excited about your book. Next, set your price point. Darren says that the best price to sell an ebook at is $2.99. That's cheap enough for people to want to buy and high enough that Amazon will pay a 70% royalty on your book. Meaning that if you write 10 books and sell 10 copies of each book per day at that price, you'll make $75,000 a year. 
Once your book is up, it's time to promote it. Use all forms of social media like Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Ask your friends to review it. And occasionally, make your book free to download for one or two days a month. Offering your book for free can help rack up ratings. Ratings keep you on the bestseller charts. And if your book is doing well on the charts, people will be more likely to buy it, even when you're no longer offering it for free. That's what the book says. And so that's what we did for two weeks straight. So, Kristen, tell us about your first week of living by how to write an ebook in less than seven to 14 days that will make you money forever. All right. So, first, before we get into this, Mm -hmm. I want to either take credit or blame for being the one who picked this book. Mm -hmm. Up until now, we've only read traditional books that you find in bookstores, and I thought it would make sense to try maybe an ebook. And what better ebook to try than an ebook that tells you how to write an ebook? That's very meta, Kristen, and I like it. Good, good. I'm glad you approve. Now, even though I wanted to read an ebook, I like my books in paper form, so I ordered a hard copy of this book. But when it arrived, I was in for a bit of a shock. Here's my husband, Dean, after he fetched it from the mail. Honey, oh, look what came in the mail today. Oh my gosh. How to write an ebook. In less than 7 to 14 days. It doesn't even look like a book. It is a very slim volume. Let's wow, how many pages is it even? Oh my god. Um. <laughs> it doesn't have any page number. I can roughly count them. Oh, Looks like it's about 25, god. maybe 30 pages. Oh, and look at how big the print is. And there's lots of white space. This has got to be like only 500 words, right? Somebody printed their blog out. This is... That's what's happened. This is just a blog printout. Look at it. <laughs> oh, God. You know how you make money forever writing ebooks By getting people like me and you to buy these kinds of ebooks. Well, I'm super excited to... Uh... Oh, oh, and I've finished reading it. <laughs> this is pretty cool. So, yeah, it took Dean like three seconds to read the book. And um, then, like Dean, I got down to reading the book. But... I have to confess I found myself confused beginning just with the front cover. The title is How to Write an Ebook in Less Than 7 to 14 Days That Will Make You Money Forever. But what does that even mean? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Is it, it makes less than no seven sense. days? It makes no sense. I talked with Sarah and Bettina, two of my friends and coworkers, to get their take. Wait, what's the title? It's How to Write an Ebook mm-hmm. in Less Than 7 to 14 Days <laughs> and Make Money Forever. <laughs> And this is the confusion, is by less than 7 to 14 days, does that mean 6 days? Does it mean... Do you have a grace time? Because it's less than 14. So So is it actually 13 days? So you can get yourself some extra time if needed. Or why is it not just like (laughs) between 7 and 14 days? Right. They're implying that it's less... They could just say less than 7 days. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be less than 7 to 14. Yeah, why is the 14 even in there? Maybe but it's six to thirteen. Terrible. Right? <laughs> it's going to be in six to thirteen days, but that name was already taken. So. Yeah. Eventually, I just gave up on the cover page and I dove into the book, but it was just as poorly written as you know, Jolenta. I'm sure there's misspellings in the book. There are grammatical errors. All sorts of stuff in the book actually makes no sense at all, and not even his concepts. Just the way he writes about them. On the bright side, though, I suppose that was setting a very low bar. 
Oh, yeah. And let's not forget just how short it is. So who cares? (laughs) (laughs) True, true. Uh, And then I got down to researching topics. Pretty early on, I saw that romance books did well on the charts. Gay romance, sci-fi romance. There are a lot of different kinds of romance. And then I decided on a genre. Here I am talking with my friend Lila about that. So what are you going to write? Probably Amish romance. What specific? Well, how is Amish romance different than regular romance? <laughs> there's like bonnets and stuff. <laughs> there's bonnets and there's the English world, <laughs> and then there's the plain world. <laughs> the plain world is the Amish world. Yeah, you know, like intercourse and um, blue balls and Lancaster and all those. You know those what I'm talking about? Real right? places. Yes, they are. No, yes, blue they balls. Are. Yes. They are. <laughs> yes. Really? Yeah, blue balls. No. Yeah. No, no, seriously, I'm going to shut this off, and then we're just going to surf the internet and look at, like, Amish stuff. Amish Let's let's research Amish shit. Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. All right. Uh, Kristen, doesn't Darren tell us we should choose a topic that we are already an expert in? All right, so I'm choosing to define expert a little bit more loosely, perhaps. So, one, I've been to Amish country. Okay, that is a beautiful place to go. It is beautiful. I do own a faceless doll. That sounds creepy, but yeah, but it's very Amish, Mm -hmm. very, very Amish. I've read over three Amish romance novels in my life. You've already read some. I've read over three. Should I be listen? What are you talking about? Number (laughs) yeah, wait, you're taking a page out of Darren's ebook right now. Seven and thirteen or less, or something like that. So you've read a few Amish romance. Yeah, and I've seen Witness. You know, yeah, Witness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so. Maybe I'm an expert. Maybe I'm not. Regardless, does it really matter? I found out doing my research that most Amish romance novels are not written by Amish people. In fact, I could not find a single Amish romance novel actually written by an Amish person, much less an ebook. I don't even think they're allowed to write ebooks. It would make no sense, Probably right? Probably not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They'd have to have a computer, right? Mm-hmm. So I decided I was an expert enough. I got down to writing my outline, which had the following five headlines. Rumspringer, new man, <laughs> intrigue, misunderstanding, and love. And then I got to putting a bunch of subheadings under those headings, words like farmhand and barn raising and bonnet and so on. And then I got to the actual writing part. But I'll tell you more about that in week two, because I want to hear about your week one, Jolenta. All right, let's do this. Uh, so I read... Darren's ebook in about 30 minutes, which I loved. <laughs> I thought it was great. It's the fastest read we've had all season. So I'm on board already. I'm fully on board with his typos and like horrible grammar. <laughs> it's exactly how I write. So <laughs> like, fine by me. Um, after I read the book, I decided I needed to figure out what I was an expert in so I could actually write. So I asked around. I asked a lot of my friends to give me their input. And uh, funny thing, all of my friends said the same thing as a joke before they gave their, like, real answer. So I decided to just go with their joke answer. Oh, God. What was it? Here's me talking to three of my friends. What do you think I'm an expert at? Um... I would have to say the Real Housewives franchise on Bravo. What uh, What do you think I'm an expert at? I I'd say what's that show you like? That ridiculous one, Real Housewives. Yeah, yeah. What do you think I'm an expert at? 
I mean, the moment Luann and Tom announced that they were separating, <laughs> you were the first person I text. You were the first yeah. person saying, I, I need to alert Jolie. I know. So it yeah. would have to be the Real Housewives. Thank you. Okay, Jolenta, we all know you're a Housewives expert. Everybody knows that. But just last week, let me remind you, our mediation session with Casey Wilson, remember that? Yes. She gave us a no more talking about Housewives rule. I know. I know. But Kristen, hear me out. My book isn't just about the real housewives. It's so much more. Mm, yeah. What do you mean? Well, I decided to write about how the housewives stories basically mirror Greek mythology. And that is why we like them. It's educational, Kristen. It's mixing historical text and modern pop culture. Kind of like how a pretty woman mirrors Pygmalion. Exactly. Okay. Okay. In that case, I will give you a pass. I'm a total sucker for that kind of stuff, actually. Thank you. So... After I came up with my expertise, I got to researching. Here I am after a full day of information collecting. I'm exhausted. I have been researching for at least 12 hours straight. And there's still so much more to learn. It's like I'll never be done learning enough to start this book. Why am I doing this? To maybe make more money? That's good. I'm so tired. I feel like a zombie. There's just so much information. There's too much information. I could gather information for the rest of my life. How do I know when I'm ready to just start? He says that research is the longest, hardest part, but I feel like it's never going to end. Jolenta, I know your pain. I know your pain. That part's really time consuming. I was really overwhelmed. And I realized I was basically writing a reference book. And like, things have to be somewhat accurate. You know, you can't, I can't just like make things up or go by what I remember from high school about Greek mythology. Like, I had to actually know things. Yeah, true. I mean, if it's a reference book, you do need to. But how did the rest of the week go? Did it get easier? Did things start to flow? Uh, the week got worse and worse, Kristen. I got more and more loopy and fell down more and more housewives and Greek mythology rabbit holes. And by the end of week one, I was desperately trying to write my outline and going insane. Listen. I've just been researching and making my outline. Uh, and now I'm just watching Shaws of Sunset. The show on Bravo. This all started. I was just gonna gonna research a little, put on some Real Housewives, and now I've just been watching Bravo all day. And like, I just don't want to write. Maybe you're not supposed to write about TV you like watching. I don't know, but I just cannot. What is wrong with me? Why can't I just fucking sit down and do this? Uh, okay, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Buckle down. I'm going to revisit the book. And I'm going to try to stop watching TV. And just turn that outline into an ebook. But I have to see how this ends first. <laughs> Here's the thing that Darren doesn't tell us in the book writing is hard. Yeah. Writing is so freaking time consuming. Yeah. It is no surprise to me whatsoever that you just ended up watching Shaws of Sunset. Yeah. And then this is me hours later. Hey, I'm still not writing. Now I'm watching Futurama. I'm painting my nails. Haven't finished my outline yet. Bye. I'm a horrible person. Oh, 
my god. Oh my god. I cannot even be mad at you about this because really? least... I was afraid you were going to be so disappointed in me. No, I'm not because this is torturous and this is hard and we'll get into it more in week 2, but yeah. Let's just say he doesn't actually give very many instructions for the actual writing process no. that makes sense. So it's hard. It's very, very hard. And you know what? Watching Bravo is a lot more fun than writing the way he tells us to. Oh, it's so much more fun. Yeah, but we'll get more to that in week two. But first, let's take a little break. Do you ever find yourself wading through your newsfeed on Facebook or Twitter, wishing you could just call someone up and ask, what do I really need to pay attention to here? Well, what if you could? I'm Mary Harris, the host of What Next, Slate's new daily news podcast. And every weekday morning, I'm going to be on call for you, taking you inside one story, going deep behind the headlines. What Next is news you're not going to get just scrolling through your phone. To listen, subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Okay, Kristen, we talked about your first week of living by how to write an ebook in less than 7 to 14 days that will make you money forever. But how did your second week go? So, as I was saying at the end of my week one, I had my topic in place, I had my outline written down, and I was writing. And I wrote, and I wrote. And I wrote. And by the beginning of week two, I was moving along at a pretty steady clip. And before I knew it, I had most of my ebook written down. But then um, looking it over, something felt majorly wrong. As Darren suggests, I read it out loud to a willing victim, in this case, Dean. And this is what Dean had to say. I mean, it's interesting. The story definitely progresses. But, like, I don't understand any of the characters, they do things, but how do they feel? Why Why are they doing any of the things they're doing? Kind of- but no, I told you, because Sarah's father got sick, and so that's why she had to go back to intercourse. And then when Ezekiel comes to work on the farm, she feels torn because there's Tanner back in the English world. Uh-huh. But how does she feel about it? Like, I don't get any, I don't feel like, um, I mean, and I know the book doesn't really talk about this, but I just don't get, I don't, I don't know why she's torn. We never hear how she feels about being torn. She never puts to words whether they're with another character or just in her head um, exactly why this is troublesome and, 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 you know, the conflict that she's feeling. As far as I can see, there's no conflict. A thing happens, and then she responds, and then a thing happens, and then Tanner says something, and then they go somewhere, and there's just, I don't know, don't feel any motivation. But isn't that actually every book you already read? All your sci-fi books are like that, aren't they? Totally, but I'm reading the book, not for the characters. I'm reading it for the science and what happens when people travel faster than light and their people are left at home, and oh my god, how would money work in that world? Like, these are science fiction, like, concepts that the books are exploring, and that's what I want to read. That's not what I want to read in an Amish romance. <laughs> in an Amish romance, I want to feel... I want to feel Amish. Don't, don't I? <laughs> I don't know. What? Hold on, you 
want to read Amish romance? No, I don't, actually. I just, I, I mean, I'm trying to put my head in the mind of someone who reads Amish romance. Wow. Dean's a great audience. Yeah. Um, but also, the, that is some rough feedback. He basically said there's no motivation for the story. Bye. Well, you know what? He was totally right. And that's because Darren Ackers in this book doesn't care about character. He doesn't talk about motivation. The whole writing process is completely absent. There's no art to anything whatsoever. So after talking with Dean, I did something that Darren's book does not tell us wants to do. I went completely off the script. I created my characters. I thought them over. I wrote a full mini biography for each of the characters. So I knew what they looked like. I knew what their motivations were. I knew what they were most excited about in life, what they were most scared about in life, and why they made the decisions they did and why they talked the way they talked and so on. So, for example, here's the beginning of my biography of Ezekiel. Ezekiel is tall and wiry. He has green eyes and dark hair. He's only 19, and yet he has an intensity about him. An aura of mystery. Does he have a secret past? Sarah can't help but notice from the beginning that he's not like any of the young men in intercourse. <laughs> yes, he's hardworking and decent, but he also seems worldly, even though he's only from Ohio Amish country. Yo, Ezekiel, you up? Yeah. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that for all of my characters. And then I started rewriting my entire novel. Rewriting the entire thing? The entire thing. No. I did. I stayed up every night. I wrote and I wrote and I wrote. I plugged away until I finished it. And I'm not saying the book is good. <laughs> it's not. I'm not saying it's paced well. It's horrible. And particularly at the end, things are very, very rough. And technically speaking, it's not even the length of a book. But at least it's a story, <laughs> which is something Darren doesn't seem to care about, but I do. So it's written down and it's done. Yay! What's your book called? So I asked a bunch of my colleagues and friends what they thought it should be called based on a brief summary of the story that I gave them. And I have to take my hat off to Mike Pesca, who came up with the title. Okay, Kristen, I got the best name for your book. Oh, God. Are Mike. You ready? No, Mike, this is fine. I already know you. It's going to be horrible. It's going to be... A Return to Intercourse, an Amish Romance. <laughs> what Amish book-loving person is going to read that? It's a grabber. It's a grabber. They might not get the double entendre. They'll just... But the rest of us will. It's going to expand your base. That is filthy. Return to Intercourse. You don't like that? Return That's to Intercourse awful. and Amish Romance? No. It's just the name of a town. Oh, it's a funny. real name <laughs> of a town. Uh, what about all the other steps left? All right. So I found some free art that I can use for the cover. Want to see the picture? I have it up right here. Yes. See that? See, see that woman with the bonnet and the blue Ooh, dress walking that's like the That's sexy. That is yeah. sexy. You don't see any skin, but you I'm may not on. know this, but a blue dress is indicative <gasps> of a bridal gown. When Ooh. you are Amish, you wear a blue dress when you get married, and what? then you wear it to church for the rest of your freaking life. Yeah, stifling. So I mean, cool. I might be hinting at something, or I might just not know the colors that Amish people wear. Who knows? So I asked some friends to leave reviews for the book. I made a list of places I'm going to send the book to so they can review it. And now I'm just sitting back on my novel writing laurels. I like it. I like your plan. Thanks. I like it. 
But I need to hear about your week too, Jolanta. Did you watch more TV? Did you uh, did you enjoy the yeah. Shaws of Sunset? What did you actually do week two, Jolanta? Uh, well, week two was looking a little bleak at the beginning. I was feeling pretty buried under a pile of procrastination and research and bravo. Oh, God. Um, I hear you. But I did manage to name my book at the beginning of week two. And what is it? It is called Modern Harpies. <laughs> Why loving the Real Housewives means you're cultured AF. <laughs> hey, should we tell people what AF means AF, in case they don't know? Cover your kids' ears. AF stands for as fuck. So, so I'm saying you're cultured as fuck. If you love the Real Housewives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. All right. Title. Title in place. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Yay. Good Thank job. You. Thank All right. you. All right. Let's hear about the rest of right. stuff that so you did. I knew I had to do better. Uh, I was not going to watch cartoons and paint my nails. I was going to get a book written. Uh, So I went to my husband, Brad, for a little pep talk. He's good at following rules and meeting deadlines and just lifting my spirits. Aw, Brad. You At this point, you have spent more time thinking about housewives as Greek myths Uh than anyone on Earth. (laughs) Really? (laughs) You don't think so? I mean, maybe at this point. Maybe Andy Cohen, but... No, I bet not. Yeah. Even if it's how many hours you think you spent like on this like, book. So like I've ten. been researching this for two weeks. So like more than like forty hours of yes. your life, probably. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, yeah. Like you, right. you know more about this than anyone on earth. Isn't that crazy? That is cool. And it's and it, I mean I'm just doing what the book said. The guy said to just like go with something that's like in your wheelhouse. Yes, and that's what makes good writing is when you feel like somebody like has a point of view and they're like giving it to you even if it's weird and random and stuff like the fact that they know all about it is just very exciting and like interesting and that's you now that was kind of nice it's about this it makes me feel accomplished in something that i usually like feel dumb about yeah so that's nice too so after that talk i kind of started seeing myself as an expert the way Brad did, and it helped. It helped to like have that little confidence boost and like remember, oh, no one's probably ever thought about this, so I'm okay. Yeah, I'm in safe territory. Uh, so finally, after over a week of researching and outline writing, I started to write my actual book. And how'd it go? It was super easy. Really? Yeah. Shut up. Really? My research totally paid off. My outline totally paid off. Uh, the book basically ended up writing itself. I just had to make bullet-pointed research uh, into full sentences and thoughts and paragraphs, but, like, the bulk of what I wanted to say was already written. Holy crow. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is, like, completely the opposite of my process. Yeah, yeah. No, I wrote the whole ebook in, like, 24 hours. Oh, I'm so jealous. That's Thanks. incredible. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Thank you. Uh, so I made my first round of edits, and then I gave the book to Brad to read uh, so I could get another set of eyes on it. And here's what he had to say. I read your book <laughs> not on my way home, uh-huh. not like on my commute. I read it standing on the platform waiting for the train. I started it, and I finished it. <laughs> How long were you waiting for the train? 15 minutes. Okay. It's a quick read. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good little nugget. <laughs> yeah. I, my goal was to have it read like like a really long tweet. It, to me, it was like, 
I, I really loved it. It was like... Um, you loved it? If you took a BuzzFeed listicle that you really enjoyed, uh-huh. and then just it kept going for a while. <laughs> and then just went on for 15 Yeah, like if you just got to keep enjoying that article for 15 full minutes. You think it was okay? I had a great time reading it. Yeah? I think you're a good writer. Thanks! Yeah. No way. I, I Yeah, I, I really enjoyed, like, when you say... Zeus is like the Andy Cohen. These guys are the ones creating worlds, and Zeus creates gods, and Andy Cohen is Bravo's first openly gay TV host. So, yeah. like, you know, the same. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I was yeah. like, you're really good. And, and <laughs> this Greek god is hunting, and so and so is hunting for the truth. Like, I <laughs> Frank, shut up. Frank. We're talking. Wow, it sounds like Brad totally loved your book. And I know for a fact he's not even a Housewives fan. Oh, no. He hates them. I cannot believe how much he liked reading about them, though. Wow. Uh, well, maybe yeah. you're just such a good author that anybody could like the Housewives? <gasps> Honestly, it's possible. <laughs> so, wow. yeah. Then I got the cover art in place. I wrote up my little sexy description and press publish and sat back and waited to cash in. Nice. That's so amazing. You did it. I wrote it. did it. Watching all that TV paid off. Finally pays off. It was the process. And I am so proud of both of us. I feel like we deserve a high five. Yeah, let's do it. Woo! Oh, that was bad. It's one of our better ones. Watch this. That was faked, everybody. I just clapped my own hands. Yeah! Kristen, stop going insane and tell our listeners something. (laughs) Listeners, we're about to take a break and then we'll get to the verdict. But first... We want to remind you, we love hearing from you. Have you lived by this book? Have you written an ebook in less than 7 to 14 days? Do you know what less than 7 to 14 days even means? Share your story at buythebook at panoply.fm or at 505-510-BOOK. All right, Kristen, it is time to get down to business. Did how to write an ebook in less than 7 to 14 days that will make you money forever actually work? Do we recommend it? Did it change our lives? Okay, so first and foremost, we need to get out of the way the fact that we don't yet know if our books will make us money forever. True. To quote Prince, forever is a mighty long time. And I'm here to tell you, we can only report on what we've earned in the last week since we put up those books. So, Jolenta, it's time. Dun, 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 dun. How much money did we make selling our ebooks, having them up out there in the universe for people to buy over the last week? Jolenta? As of today, I have made $20.67. Woohoo! Yeah! Yes! Excellent! I, I am shocked by this. I thought no one would read my book, but in one week, I have sold 10 copies plus. You and I supposedly get some sort of commission from Kindle Unlimited readers based on how many pages they read, and they have read 70 pages of my book in total. Well done. Well done. I think Darren Akers would say you are making money forever, at least for this week. Mm -hmm. Very well done. Very well done. If this week is any indication of forever, I am good to go. (laughs) (laughs) And how about your Amazon ranking? How's that going? Okay, here are my stats. As of today, I am ranked number nine in the Kindle Short Reads Humor and Entertainment category. Thank you. Very nice. And I am ranked number 318 in the humor and parody books section on Amazon. Like overall. Damn. Oh my God. Jolenta. Yeah. 
So I'm very happy with my number 318 ranking. Excellent. Uh, how about you, Kristen? How'd your book do? All right. So I've sold 18 copies in the last week. <gasps> what? Earning me $37.26. Plus, as of today, Kindle Unlimited readers have read over 300 pages from Return to Intercourse. Oh, my gosh. You're, like, blowing me out of the water. I am, no. I am jealous. No, 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 no. But my rankings are different because I'm in the romance um, section. It's probably so a bigger category. Than it's mine. a huge category. Yeah. So I debuted at number 27 on the Kindle Short Reads Romance charts. Nice. But I've since dropped to 179, but I'm still there. That's so. still great. Yeah. After one week, you're in the top 200. I am proud Thank of both you. of us. Thank you. So am I. I'm proud of both of us. So, all right. We've talked about money, but it's time to get down to the book itself. So I want to say, first and foremost, I do think there's some merit to Darren's marketing perspective on ebooks here. He's all about doing the research, figuring out what sells, getting your book in the right hands, getting reviews and so on, because no book is going to sell if no one's heard of it, right? Right. But let's talk about the writing part. What's your verdict on that, Kristen? I think for fiction writing, there are a lot of problems with this book. He, I think, doesn't know how to write fiction. Mm -hmm. And his whole outline method does not work for fiction. It doesn't factor in basic things like character or motivation or plot or story. True. At all. None of those things are in his mind when he gave us instructions on how to write a book. I had to write my book twice. Reminder, listeners, two times I had to write my novel because the first version made no sense when I was following his methodology. That's not efficient when you have less than 7 to 14 days to write a novel. If you have less than 7 to 14 days, you cannot write a novel twice or you're going to be like me and only sleep three hours a night. So you wrote two novels in less than four, 7 to 14 days. Yeah, and I am exhausted. But all that being said, I will say the combination of this book and our podcast actually got me to sit down and write. It wasn't good writing. But I did indeed feel the pressure to get stuff out on paper. I mean, if Darren can get his crappy, poorly written book out there, then I'd better damn well get mine out there as well. That's how I felt about it. That makes sense. I like that rationale. Uh, does this mean you're recommending the book? I'm saying that if I ever try to write an ebook again that is nonfiction, like you wrote, mm. and if my only goal is to make money, yeah, I think I'm going to go back to this book. But right. only under those circumstances. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. So that's a kind of endorsement. Sort of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Jolenta, what about you? Uh, it's no secret. I struggled with writing my book. <laughs> uh, or I guess I struggled with my motivation to carry out the tasks in the ebook. but I did do it. Yeah, you did. I'm super proud of you. Thank you. And, you know, all of my procrastination aside, this book totally worked for me. Its formula is very simple and easy to apply. It reminded me a lot of uh, grade school and how I learned how to write five-paragraph essays. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, you just totally. sort of, it's like, take this, break it into subcategories, list words. Like, Here are your those words in a sentence. So yeah. once I sat down for, like, the creative writing part, uh, the outline I had made was so comprehensive, it did sort of write itself. So, you love this book? I mean, for what I was writing, it totally worked, and it made writing really approachable. And also, I loved walking away from writing my ebook, feeling like a total expert on something, especially something that normally people give me shit for knowing a lot about. Like, I can be like, look, I put this to good use. I don't know why, but I did. You wrote a book. Yeah. 
you are officially a book author now. Yeah, it was a good experience. It just just having a task and completing it like feels nice sometimes. It does. Yeah. You know, that in itself was sort of therapeutic. Like I stressed myself out, I procrastinated, but then I got it done and then I could celebrate and feel like super accomplished. Nice. Um, and hopefully sell a bunch, a bunch of copies. But I do think Darren neglects to talk about the fact that uh, he only works part time as a marketing consultant. And he has the other part of his time to write all of these quick and easy ebooks that make him money. Yeah. And again, his books are about 12 pages. Right. I mean, this was a hard thing to do with all the other gigs I have, like this podcast and like a bunch of other pretend jobs I have. You know, a book is not something you can write just like after work while you're chilling and eating dinner. This took a ton of time and energy. And, oh, God, I hear you. Yeah. I mean, you know, I already work 60 hours. A week. I know. It's very it's, hard it's to write two novels also. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. So I think if you're a part-time marketing consultant like Darren, this is a great way to spend your off hours and earn some extra money. But it is much harder to write when it can't be your main focus. Yeah. So does that mean you're not recommending the book then, Jolenta? Uh, I am. I do. I. Uh. Oh, God, I'm so confused. <laughs> you are recommending it? I'm, I'm recommending the book. I do recommend this book. I think it totally worked for me. But like, just make sure before you read it, if you want it to work for you and change your life, just make sure you want to write a book or like you have time to write a book. <laughs> Yes. All this, of those things. This will not change your life if you're super busy. Like, it just, you won't have the time to write it and, like, do all the marketing stuff. Yeah. And you'll just be tired all the time. Yeah. Very sleep deprived. So, so tired. Yes. So I endorse it if you want to write a book. <laughs> that simple. Or you're unemployed. Yeah. Or you got some time to kill and just want to feel the sense of accomplishment because sometimes that's enough in itself. I will take any task. And complete it and be proud of it. Sometimes it's just putting on my underpants in the morning. Sometimes you just need that. Sometimes that's enough. Sometimes you just need that. That's all you need. And that's it for this episode of Buy the Book. Reminder, Modern Herpes and Return to Intercourse are on sale now at the Amazon Kindle store. We'll let you know in next week's mini-sode if we end up selling more books in the coming days. Our producer is Cameron Drews. Our managing producer is Mia Lobel. Thanks also to our composer Nate Wida and to Andy Bowers at Panoply. Please stay in touch. Let us know if you've written an ebook. Are you making money forever? Also, send us any questions or suggestions for future books you want us to live by. Our email address is bythebook at panoply.fm, and you can always tweet us at Jolenta G, at Kristen Meinzer, or at bythebookpod. Also, please rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts as it helps other people find the show. And if you haven't already, tell a friend about the show. Tell your parents. Tell your next-door neighbor. Tell your coworkers. Tell your dog. Tell everyone. Until next time, I'm Jalenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. Thanks for listening. Bye. And make money forever. Oh, yeah, I forgot. And make money for the rest of your life, or is it forever? forever? It's forever. Oh, I might have written that. Will make is it that will make or that will make you I, that will make you money? Make you money forever. Yeah. Oh okay, Kristen. It is time to get down to business. Did how to write an ebook in less than seven to fourteen days and make money that for will make that you will money? make you fucking money forever. <laughs> Uh, our our button at the end should just be like seven minutes of us saying the title wrong over and over. <laughs> Meet the next generation of podcast stars with Sirius XM's Listen Next program presented by State Farm. 
As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with SiriusXM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.